Hello, it's Jemima, the Connection Coach. This is a masterclass on what does your relationship need? Tuning into the third entity. So all of these masterclasses are applicable whether you are in relationship, a love relationship at the moment or not. Um, it's applicable to any of your important relationships. So your parents, your children, your good friends, um, any relationship that you place high value on. So everything that I'm going to speak about is applicable to all of those situations. So first of all, I want to explain what I mean by the third entity, um, which is a phrase you might be familiar with or you might not. Um, it's really re relating to um, the structure of the relationship, which is made up of your mutual agreements your individual intentions and the energy, the energy of the relationship. So if you were talking about a love relationship, then you have two sets of agreements and the relationships that work the best start to make the tacit agreements, the unspoken agreements, spoken. So they bring the unconscious to light as it arises. And then you get to operate with full agency and with nothing hidden in each moment. And I'll go on to talk about radical honesty further on. But basically, you will have agreements together. Um, if it's with your children or your parents, they are, the agreements are mostly unspoken. So these are the relationships that develop over time and they are just expected to continue. And as each party changes, the agreements subtly begin to change, but nothing is spoken about it. So you'll see this if you look at your relationship with your parents and you look at how that was when you were little and then when you were teenaged and then when you are the age that you are now and start to notice that there are definite shifts in dynamic, but it's really rare that anyone ever talks about this or anyone actually makes their agreements um, conscious. So that involves placing boundaries and putting intentions into, um, into the middle for consent from either party um, and communicating really clearly, which is something that most people struggle with in their families of origin and maybe even with their own children 
but obviously when we know better we do better so this is what i'm talking about when i talk about the third entity of the relationship and tuning into that so it, it means that we we are creating something when we come together and that we maintain our own clarity about our intention of what it is we want to create, what kind of dynamic we want to create, what kind of energy we want to share and create more of and bring from ourselves. Um, what kind of energy do we welcome? And excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> excuse me. And uh, what kind of energy are we um, welcoming in from the other party? So it allows us to be more objective when we think about our relationship as this third entity. So if we think about it as kind of the, the holding space for our interactions with each other, and we realize that we can, like a home, we can feed that space or we can deplete it. So we can make it warm and we can make it clean and beautiful, or we can leave mess everywhere. We can not care about it and just let it get dirty. So if you imagine that this third entity of your relationship is, is like a physical space, you're able to become more objective over um, disagreements when they arise and you can start to look outside of the pattern of blame and shame that often comes into play when there are disagreements in relationships so rather than pointing fingers or looking to the other person to see what where they are at fault we get to look at what's the environment we're operating in what is the environment of our relationship and how can we feed and nurture that environment so that each of us can enjoy it so this is what i am referring to when i talk about the third entity of the relationship um it's, as i said it is People come together for many reasons and it's really important to get clarity on those agreements between you, on the intentions between you and um, energetic kind of um, what is what is right and, and what feels off to you and being able to speak about the energetic back and forth that happens between you. So yeah, some of the reasons that we come together is um, in a love relationship, sometimes we'll come together for personal growth. And we accept that there are gonna be challenges and that we are going to kind of almost use the relationship as our crucible for kind of melting down the impurities of our old conditioning, of our patterning, disrupting the things that don't serve us anymore. That can be a really valid reason to be in relationship. It's really heavy, but it's a valid reason and people do do that. We can come together for pure enjoyment. So it, with this intention in mind, 
then one of the agreements would be that if we're not enjoying it, then we have to do something different. We can come together for support. We can come together to help each other in our life situations. We can come together purely for love. We can come together for sex. We can come together for a combination of all those things. If you feel unclear about the agreements between you or um, some kind of incompatibilities, it's a really good exercise to make this wheel of all the reasons why you are together and then to each individually to go off and score that wheel and to if you come together for support and enjoyment for instance you can both individually give those things a score like how how fulfilled do you feel how satisfied do you feel in this area of our relating and then you know which part to focus on and like I said before, it, it reduces that desire to blame and shame when you're coming into this together and you're saying, hey, okay, this doesn't feel great right now. Do you want to make it feel better? Because I do, and we can do this together and we can address this third entity of our relationship in a joint supportive way where we both feel as if we're taking responsibility and care for this thing that we both want to be in. For instance, that's a very clumsy way of putting it, but it works. Um, so yeah, it's, it's all subject to change. And most of the problems in relationship arise when a change in dynamic is attempted by one of the parties, but nothing is spoken about. So the other person will feel that change in energy or that change in dynamic that comes from someone else having a different need or different priorities or um, wanting a different agreement. This is a felt sense of a shift, but when nothing is said about it, it causes this destabilization so then there's a real lack of safety in the relationship. Um, I've had a real personal experience of this and it's so disconcerting. And the quickest way to remedy it is to call it. You have to be brave and you have to call it out and you have to ask what is going on for the other person and what it is that they need. I'm gonna move on to this because this is in the energy and the spirit of our approach. Um, okay, so third entity, looking after it takes clear communication on our agreements and our intention and on the energy, and it also requires consent. So we need to both have consent over the agreements and what it is that we are desiring to create in this space, in this lovely space of relationship. So like I said at the beginning, this can be applied to any relationship that you have, whether it's a love relationship, whether it's a, a family member or, um, you know, mother or father or a child, or it can even be applied to your own self-development journey. 
So you can go inside and start to investigate the relationship that you have with the parts of yourself that are not normally in the full light of consciousness. And it's a, this is an amazing way to actually get really deep really quickly. So applicable to all aspects of relating. That's part one, what the third entity is. Part two is a few understandings that provide the foundation of your inner knowing. So the title of this is, what does your relationship need? So in order for you to know what that is, what the needs are, there are a few understandings that form the basis of that knowing that will help to guide you so that you don't fall into um, kind of codependence or um, presumption on the other person's duties um, or just basically a dysfunction that kind of abdicates your responsibility within this relationship. So first of all, the first understanding that forms this foundation of our knowing that we need before we tune into our knowing is the understanding of this yin-yang nature of everything, of life. And relationship is included in that. So that means that there will be times where the, the relationship feels full of joy and power and energy and feels great. And then there will be times when it feels kind of more insular and as if it has kind of gone quiet, maybe as if you've gone away from each other a little bit. So I talk a lot about this dance of relating where we, we move from our internal space, our individual approach to living. And then we come into this beautiful connection space with another and start to create this synergy with that other. And really the, the yin yang of the relationship is the, it will always be so. There were, it will always have different modes. The relationship that you have with anybody else is always gonna have different modes because it's not just you and it's not just them. It's, it's everything outside, it's the shape of the relationship. So how graceful you can be in that dance depends on how much awareness you have of which mode the relationship is currently operating in. So are you in a yin phase, this kind of dark, internal, quiet, moving away from each other, being individual phase? Are you in the yang phase of power and force and 
real connection and drive and creating and and just single-mindedness centered around the relationship are you are you moving from one phase to another this is another um, opportunity for destabilization for us to start to feel depending on our personality and our conditioning to maybe start to feel kind of insecurities come up or start to feel as if we are on shaky ground. So understanding and accepting the yin and yang phases of the relationship and holding a really exquisite awareness of which mode is in operation at any given time really provides a solid foundation for any other exploration, sorry, that you may do. Okay, number two, this one, this is the one, this is the one. So when there are challenges and difficulties within relationship, the number one priority is to deal with your needs first. It's absolutely number one. If you want to come to relationship as a conscious person, as a fully resourced person who can contribute, you've got to deal with your own needs first. So that's twofold. That means first you have to identify what they are. What is it that you need and want that feels like it's missing? separate that out from the relationship drama that's going on and then how can you provide that for yourself so how can you top up how can you get more resourced this is really important because whenever you you we i whenever anyone comes into the relationship space feeling needing it's really easy to fall into um, kind of manipulation or transactional behavior um, with like bitterness or passive aggressiveness. It's just, it's ripe for so many problems if you don't sort out your own needs first. And this is true in every single relationship that you'll find. If you've ever encountered any kind of um, like road rage when you've been driving, or maybe you've um, been in the shop and there's been someone who has been really rude to you or seemed really angry um, within your interactions, just a stranger, it's really easy to afterwards to look not so easy in the moment afterwards to look at that behavior and to understand that that person may have just been having a really horrendous day and you happen to be on the receiving end of their explosion of expression i write about this in in my book magic and ordinariness it's a really old parable um called the empty boat and the story <laughs> story is um it's probably Chinese wasn't it it's always Chinese some some old Chinese dude 
like thousands of years ago, this is the story, was out in his canoe on the lake and in the fog. So he couldn't really see anything. And um, he just kind of, you know, slowly puttering along. And then suddenly out of nowhere, something hits the boat really hard and jolts him and he falls. And he's really mad, really, really angry. So he, he gets up, he stands up in his little boat and he starts yelling and shouting, even though he can't really see what's happened, who it was. And then as the fog starts to clear a little bit, he can see that it was actually, it was a boat that banged into him, but there was nobody in it. And all of that expression was futile because it was just aimed at no one. No one was at fault. It was purely in him, like all of that frustration or anger or um, sense of injustice, whatever it was, it was all within him. So this is why when we come to challenging situations within our relationship, we absolutely have to do the self-inquiry to understand, okay, what is it? What's going on? What, why do I feel so bad about this? And, and what do I need to feel better? And then to be able to have a bunch of tools and resources that we can go ahead and use to feel better and to make ourselves topped up again and back to our equilibrium because that is the best place to operate from in relationship. It's not always possible. None of this is always possible, but it's really good stuff to remember. And if you find yourself in a situation where it feels like it's all going wrong, or it's really stressful, we just don't know what to do. These points really help to just bring you back to that space of like, oh, it's okay, because I only have to worry about myself. So um, that's point number two. Point number three is um, when, when we have had this, this radical honesty about dealing with our needs, we've owned them, we've got clarity on that. It's only then that we can afford to have the perspective on the other person that they are actually a full person in their own right. They've got all their own needs. They've got all their own wants. They've got all their own frustrations. And they have a lot to deal with in the same way that we have a lot to deal with. It's not personal. Okay. So this awareness of the other human being as a human, not just as an object in our story, not just this annoyance of like, oh, why can't you be this shape in this relationship? You said you would be, I thought you were this person. It's actually, it's way beyond that. It's way beyond that. And it's this compassion for the human stood in front of you and their situation and whatever it is that they are going through, all of their flaws, all of the challenges that they have, all the needs that they have, and it leads to this space of such love, such compassion for that other person, the other party, because we realize how, 
how human they are and that there is no difference between us that we we all go through these phases where things feel difficult and we might say the thing that that isn't the best thing to say or we might act out in a particular way and we make mistakes but the beauty of conscious relationship is that you go back and repair and that you learn from mistakes and that you stay in it you stay in it and you and you are clear and honest with each other with yourselves first and with each other about how you can progress how you can actually repair the situation that felt like a big big challenge for you so that was point number two so when you have these understandings and these things happen first and then it gives you a really good foundation to come back to relating well yeah relating well and and this is what we want you know this humans love connection we really love connection whatever shape it may may take whatever form it may take we're built for it we're hardwired for it okay so part three part three is the energy and the spirit of our approach so we can often especially in love relationships move into this space of catastrophizing or to imagining that there is something broken that needs to be fixed um this sense of a sense of lack or a sense of not good enough and something needing to be done straight away so when we approach with that as our energy and as our thought it puts immense pressure on the relationship and it's not natural it's it's an unnatural pressure because we are not allowing life to express itself we're trying to force things into a shape and it's usually because of our own insecurities because we want to be in control because we feel safer so with this acknowledgement there are a few things that can um, can like soften and focus the energy and the spirit in which we approach our relationship, especially if our start point has been that there is something wrong or that there is a need um, or that something needs to change. So the first point is understanding, again, I'm going to come back to this, understanding that the other person is a human being, that they, they are not an object in your story, 
they're a human in their own right and let them be who they are. I can't say it any clearer than that. Just let them be who they are in this moment, right now. The next point is have an intention before you show up. So before you, before you show up in your relationship it, where you imagine there to be an issue or a problem, have an intention. This is so valuable, especially when there is conflict. What can happen is it, you can get caught in um, improving your rightness, in, in listing all the ways that you are correct or that the other person is at fault or listing all the things that are wrong or listing all the things that you want. That it, It's all detail and it's all extraneous. So have an intention before you show up. And that intention needs to be in service of the relationship. We're going to make the assumption that this relationship is important to you and that you want to keep it. So what could your intention be in order to return it back to a state that feels good? It's a really powerful question to ask yourself. Um, I'm just going to give you a, a really brief example um, about this, uh, which might it might clarify. So, I had this I had this feeling of disconnect with one of my children, and I knew that there was struggle on their behalf and that there was difficulty. And I had my own fears and worries and the kind of um, stuff that happens if you're a mother. Um, and if you're a mother, you kind of understand and uh, you might understand even if you're not. So, there's this sense that takes over where I absolutely knew in my core that I want to be available for the thriving and the good of this relationship that we have together. I let go of any agenda I absolutely let it go. And it's almost as if you put this message out to the universe to say, use me. Use me, do what you want with me. And I am at your service in order for the highest good of both of us. And it's, it, I imagine if there was a physical situation where you, um, where you might have to kind of, I don't know, fend off some attacker or um, 
you know, protect your child in some way, that that's automatically what happens. The agenda gets dropped. And it's just that I'm going to do what needs to be done. I'm going to be open to whatever this situation brings without getting hooked on my own agenda or the outcome that I perceive would be the best. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it flow. I'm gonna let this happen. So it, this, this letting go of the outcome can also can feel quite scary um, or it can feel frustrating. It can feel all kinds of things because it stems from um, an intrinsic lack of safety. That's the only reason why we try to control things is because we want to make them safe. We want stuff to be known so that it's safe. So letting go of the outcome at points of challenge in our relating is really powerful because what it does is it allows the other person to show up as who they are in that moment. So we get to see their truth. It allows the relationship shape to kind of move and shift and, and reform. And, and we get this information come up from our own bodies about what our true yes and our true no is in that moment. And we go with it. We're flowing with life. We're flowing with whatever is present in that moment. And it takes a hell of a lot of practice to get into this space in relationship because we are built to take it personally. We're built to, to get upset and to, to be triggered. And, you know, we're humans. That's what happens. But keeping this as a, an underlying feeling, an underlying energy around repair and around... Um, creating, co-creating this relationship is operating with reverence to our relationship. And that's something that you have to feel to begin with for any of this stuff to work. These are not tips and tricks. They are ways of being once you have already established that this relationship is important to you and that you want to keep it. So letting go of the outcome, yeah. Uh, next one is communicating with clarity and listening well. So being able to listen well um, also involves dropping our agenda. And it means that we are not listening to respond, but we are listening to understand. So we are welcoming the other person's perspective. And if it brings up a trigger in us, which it often does, we are making the agreement with ourselves to park that to the side and to allow that person to have their expression, to be their safe space so they can have their expression. And if we need to take time out, if we need to, uh, if we need extra processing time to hold that or to work through it, then, then we communicate that clearly. 
that it's been a lot to take and that we need to go off and deal with it. We don't expect the other person to be responsible for our reaction. We are adults and we take responsibility for how something hits us and for the dealing with that. This is radical honesty and, and this, is, this is relating with consciousness. So it, it's not always easy at all, but it's absolutely worth it if you want to go deep and if you want to have authentic relationships and if you want to show up as your true full self, then you need this. Um, yeah, the last point is acceptance. So it, it really is a build on letting go of the outcome. The acceptance includes the fact that things will not always go the way that we want them to go. And they will not always go the way we expect them to go either. So this acceptance is um, a broader understanding, again, of that dance, that yin-yang dance, of relationship and of human interaction that kind of weaves and ebbs and flows. Acceptance is not about having your boundaries transgressed. It's, it's not that you need to be so clear about who you are and what is okay with you and what is not okay with you, but it's more a bigger feeling of I have an understanding and a grace with the way that things go. And within this acceptance, there's a really strange phenomena that whatever is meant to be, it will happen anyway. It's going to happen anyway. And in your, you know, your, I say your hour, in our weird kind of human controlly little ways of trying to make ourselves feel safe, we will often it make these kind of underhand attempts to manipulate a situation so that it goes in the way that we expect so that we feel safe. Once we have acceptance and we can let go of those outcomes, our inner knowing is is more often than not correct. So if you pay really good attention to your emotional and mental hygiene, if you process your residue on a regular basis and kind of keep chipping away at your conditioning, if you have a really good awareness of who you are and how human relating works, then this will be true that whatever your inner knowing has told you, you're most likely correct. So um, I, I find that a comfort. I find that a comfort and it also helps me to keep paying attention to and stay committed to my own work and my own process of being in awareness and in as much consciousness 
as I can muster. So just to recap really quickly, so that you have all the main points. The title of this masterclass is What Does Your Relationship Need? Tuning into the third entity. So part one was just discussing what that third entity is. And it's really a set of agreements and intentions and energies that are co-created when we are in relationship with someone else. And these are subject to change. Problems arise when the dynamic changes or, or by itself, because it sometimes does, or someone in the relationship attempts to change the agreements or the intentions or the energy, and they don't say anything about it. They don't bring it into the relationship. So you feel it, but you, it's not, it hasn't been spoken about. That's when problems occur. Um, yeah, so the, the, this third entity is, is much like an environment in which you interact. So it's a bit like a, a house where you can control the environment. You can make it welcoming and warm and clean and um, tidy and spacious, or you can not give any care to it and it could be messy and dirty and cold and not welcoming at all. So thinking of your relationship as this third entity can really help you to be objective and to help you not slip into blame and shame when conflict does arise. So that was point number one. Point number two was um, understanding the foundations of your inner knowing. So it was the three things that need to be true in order for you to have a clear, a clear inner knowing and perspective on what's actually happening. So it was the yin yang, the dance of relationship, how we go through phases and having enough awareness to um, know at any one point what phase the relationship is in. Point number two was dealing with your needs first, absolutely essential so that um, we have clarity, we have honesty, we can own our needs and we don't slip into transactional behaviours or manipulation, but we actually are coming from this purity. Um, number three was awareness of the other person as a human, not as a piece to be slotted into our own story. The other person has their own conditioning, their own challenges, their own needs and their own wants. So that perspective is only available once we have taken care of ourselves. Otherwise it's false, false compassion. And um, part three was the energy and the spirit of our approach. So letting the person be who they are right now, let them, let them show us who they are. And you can intuit so much by how someone is showing up, especially when you refuse to take it personally. Um, have an intention before you show up if you are in a period of conflict. So have an intention for the highest good of everybody that's involved. Um, let go of the outcome. 
communicate with clarity and listen well, listen to understand, not to respond. And then acceptance. Acceptance that everyone is doing the best that they can at the time and the way things play out is the way things are going to play out. So um, it's not something that's broken that needs to be fixed, your relationship. It's something to be treasured and to be in service of and in reverence to if it's in an important relationship that you want to keep. Um, I hope this has been really helpful and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you.